Equipment and Monitors, Section 3, 5 of 9, Pulse Oximetry, How It Works. The pulse oximeter is based on the Beer-Lambert Law, which relates the intensity of light transmitted through a solution and the concentration of the solute within the solution. In this instance, the solution is blood and the solute is hemoglobin. The oxygen saturation determines the color of the blood. Since the optical characteristics of hemoglobin change at different degrees of oxygen saturation, we can compare the ratio of light absorption in arterial and venous blood. The pulse oximeter emits two wavelengths of light at constant intensity. This light is sensed by two sensors opposite the tissue sample. Number one, red light, 660 nanometer, is preferentially absorbed by deoxyhemoglobin higher in venous blood. Near-infrared light, 940 nanometer, is preferentially absorbed by oxyhemoglobin higher in arterial blood. The amount of light absorbed changes throughout the pulse cycle. At the trough of the pulse waveform, there is a greater amount of venous blood in the tissue sample. At the peak of the waveform, there is a greater amount of arterial blood in the tissue sample. The pulse oximeter calculates the absorption ratio on a continuous basis to determine SpO2. SpO2 is equal to oxygenated hemoglobin over oxygenated hemoglobin plus deoxygenated hemoglobin times 100%. SpO2 response time. As a general rule, the closer the monitoring site is to the central circulation, the faster it will respond to arterial desaturation. Additionally, central monitoring sites are more resistant to the vasoconstrictive effects of the SNS stimulation and hypothermia. These sites are ordered from most to least responsive. So fast is ears, nose, tongue, esophagus, forehead, middle, finger, slow is uh, toe. When SpO2 is monitored on the head and esophagus or esophagus, the Trendelenburg position can cause venous engorgement resulting in a falsely decreased SpO2 measurement. <laughs>